Today is Saturday, December the 5th, 2015, and you're listening to the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association's Saturday Resource Centre crew. You're listening to John, and Anna is here, as is Lisa. And a few things that we need to address. Lisa was all jacked up about the vegan cheese situation. There's so much. I know. So I'm going to let you run with that a little bit, because it sounds like you're really sold on the whole aquafaba... Like, I, I almost want to call it an aquafaba revolution. I don't know if that's fair to suggest. Oh, a totally but, revolution. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about what's going on in the world of aquafaba and yeah. the revolution that has come from it. All right, so for people who don't know what aquafaba is, it's basically chickpea water. So canned chickpea water or the brine that you have from cooking chickpeas. And, like, this can be used from any kind of lagoon, basically. Tofu water can do it, although it doesn't really taste that good. Um, there's, like, white beans, like, black beans, like, any kind of... Uh, lagoon basically but you take the water from the cooked beans you reduce it so it's kind of like an egg white kind of consistency Mm -hmm. and that can be whipped and it has the same kind of protein structure as egg white so it can be whipped into meringues pavlovas and people have turned it into cheeses um all these kind of things and it's amazing because it's like they i don't know what else is in it it's like aquafaba and then probably tapioca starch and something else too um but then they let it sit and it it, there's like lacto ferments too uh, mm-hmm. like, so it like ferments like cheese too and then they shred it and it melts like cheese it's amazing it's amazing yeah unbelievable I feel like the people who are doing this kind of stuff should have like the white lab coats and like, <laughs> it, it's really like they're like kind of in a lab no I think the person who invented it uh, if you go to aquafaba.com yeah uh, the, the inventor I think is like a he's a chef or a food scientist I can't okay. remember but like there's there's funding. People can, like, do PayPal funding to get more information, like, the nutritional information or, like, kind of research done on aquafaba. And Neat. it's, like, amazing. Okay. And so do you have experience actually making the aquafaba cheese? Uh, not the not the cheese, but I've made, like, meringues. Okay. So, but you've heard good things about it, though, correct? Yeah. Well, so I understand. If, okay. if anyone looks on the the Facebook group Vegan, Mer- uh, vegan Meringues, there's like a if you go to the <laughs> files they have yeah. lists of all the different fi- like all the different recipes that okay. people have tried and like whether or not they're, su- they're successful and you okay. can see through the post you just scroll through there's like 30,000 people I think more crazy it's like a revolution yeah um, and you Unreal. can see all the different recipes there that they've Unreal. tried yeah. it's funny because it seems like every like couple years there's something which is like kind of takes the vegan world by storm and i feel like this is it right now so what's your what's your take with relationship to the other vegan cheeses which you have tried well so it's we've got earth island daya and uh yeah the field roast chow cheese yeah okay i think the cheese game the vegan cheese game right now is just like unreal because we have nut cheeses that are taking up yeah. Like, even people who don't eat vegan, they're like, oh, this is actually really good. Because it has a very similar consistency to goat cheese or whatever. So, you have that, like, kind of creamy nut cheese. And it's better for you because it's made out of nuts. I mean, what what possibly yeah. could go wrong with that? But there's, like, uh, wooden water cheese. Yeah. Um, that's that's the tray nut cheese that you can find at uh, Yam Chops. I think you find them at Whole Foods, Noah's, Evergreen, those kind of um, health food stores. But then there's the new one. Um, there's two new ones, if anyone saw them at the Veg Food Fest this year. There's Chow Cheese from Field Roast and Earth Island Follow Your Heart uh, uh, cheese slices and they have the vegan mozzarella and a vegan cheddar and the slices are phenomenal you, you can also order them from viewer market but um the chow cheese it like it melts like cheese you can eat it cold because i know that daya block cheese is not super delicious it has that like distinctive daya flavor to it but chow cheese and 
the Earth Island cheeses, like they're they're solid. They're really good. Yeah. But only the slices. I don't. I haven't tried. Um, I've had the block from the vegan gourmet Earth Island one, and mm-hmm. it's it's all right. <laughs> okay. It's not my favorite. But okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And one of the things that we were talking about a little bit before we started the podcast was just the overall cost of such things. It is expensive. Oh, yeah. But the last time I checked, and this was, you know, eons ago, last time I checked, quote-unquote real cheese is ridiculously expensive as well, too. Well, I mean, the cheeses that, like, the vegan versions, so chow cheese and the Earth Island cheese, like, those are sliced cheeses that you yeah. put on sandwiches. So, like, typically, like, the Kraft Singles, like, a whole pack of them would be, like, $3 or $4, right? Whereas, like, a very small pack, I think it's, like, 200 grams of the chow cheese, is, it, it ranges between $7 to $10, which is really pricey, but it's, like, honestly, we should... I mean, it's not health food. It's cheese, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> but in terms of it, in terms of those types of things with relationship to your stereotypical craft singles, probably about a thousand times healthier, right? Oh, totally. Oh. Right? Like, to me, like, to me, like, the most processed of processed foods is those craft singles. Because oh, it feels like it's, like, rubber. Like, you could pick it up and kind of, like, slap someone in the face with it and it would hurt. Kind I remember of thing, right? as a kid, I would accidentally let one dry on the counter. Like, if I wanted to eat one and I forgot about it and I left it on the counter, like, you come back, like, an hour later and it's, like dry and crusty like it's weird yeah it's plastic it's it's yeah. basically plastic yeah i think you're saying good quality cheese yes. is comparably priced yeah, to absolutely. a vegan cheese which For is sure. a good quality cheese yeah. right yeah exactly exactly and it's good you can eat it like i eat it with crackers when my partner is eating his cheese and i want cheese too and i'm like ah sweet vegan cheese and it's it melts it bubbles and like when you microwave or like toast it it has that kind of not almost brown and crust, but like you can pull it apart and it'll stretch. Oh, nice, so good. Wow. Nice, cool. Field I think roast. the difference between yeah. like regular cheese and good quality vegan cheese is that the vegan cheese is actually good fats to be eating. Absolutely, right? yeah. Whereas for the sure. cheese that you're getting in right or the fats that you're getting in regular cheese is not good for no, any sort of health saturated. condition. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, and you know with the cheeses which are nut based, nuts are expensive. Oh, totally. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's... It, it makes sense, right? But it's still, like... It goes a long way. You don't need to eat that much. No, like, exactly. Like, one block of it is, I think, maybe 200, 300 grams. And it'll last you, like, a couple... Like, you should probably eat it within a week. But, like, yeah. you have to, like, actively eat it pretty regularly in order for it to... Yeah. It, it's very satiating. Absolutely. Good information on the cheese front. I like that. Um... These types of things are going to be coming up because you're talking about getting together and just kind of eating cheese with omnivores. And we're kind of at that time of year where we're all going to be getting together with family and dealing with family type of situations, family gatherings. Inevitably, there's going to be food that's going to be out. And we're kind of talking a little bit earlier about how we deal with those types of situations. One great way would be to bring some vegan cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And not tell anybody it's vegan cheese. Yeah, just absolutely. put it out as food that everyone can eat. And I'm, people would be like, where is this from? This is delicious. I've never tried yeah. this before, right? Did you make this at home? And you could say, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I like telling people when it's vegan because, like, I'm pretty loud about the fact that I'm vegan. So when I go to family gatherings, like, they're like, oh, Lisa, did you make this? I'm like, yeah. It's, and they're like, oh, it's really good. I'm like, and it's vegan. And so it just kind of perpetuates the idea that, like, you can be vegan and eat delicious food because yeah. that's yeah. totally a thing. For sure. For sure. And it's not, you know, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think as soon as you start to announce something is being vegan, then people want to back away from it because there, so at least some people aren't as yeah. willing to try it, right? Yeah. But if you're just like, okay, here it is, try it, it's delicious, 
you don't even have to label it, then people try it. And then it's like they can be convinced through their taste buds Mm -hmm. as opposed to you having to get into a lengthy conversation about the whole thing, right? Yeah. I just don't like fooling people. I don't know. Maybe it's just me personally. Like I like being open about it. I'm not talking about fooling people. I'm talking about just put it out. Like I made a lasagna last year and I'm going to do the same and it was vegan and my cousins were like, oh, you're trying to trick us. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not trying to trick you. Uh, it's got no meat in it. You yeah. should try it. Yeah. And, you know, people who did eat it were really happy about yeah. it, right? Because you just try something different. It's not a big deal. But I've heard that argument before, and it was one of the things. I recently read an article um, by the owners of Fresh mm-hmm. that the reason their restaurant is so popular, and I'm finding that this is true for a lot of places, is that it's just called Fresh. Yeah. Right? It's not about being vegan they don't or vegetarian it's Mm -hmm. just fresh and they've been around for years and i think that works really well when you're um saying that it's healthy food like the wheatless meatless Mm -hmm. yeah you know people are running to that type of place right and so it's kind of unfortunate because they're just it is vegan it's vegetarian but like they have vegan options fresh is but comforting kim Comforting Kim. They're vegan. Yeah. And, and free. they're so they're so busy, right? Yeah. And but if it was called like, I don't know, vegan healthy food, yeah. would yeah. people be going there as much as they do? I don't know, right? Good so question. there is some truth to that. But at the same time, I think that in the end people should know. Yeah. Yeah, this is really great, delicious yeah. vegan food, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I think that you I think you're onto something with that too, right? Like a lot of the vegetarian and vegan places that are opening up don't have the word vegetarian or vegan in their name. Yeah, like Cosmic Trees or Bunners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? There's probably something to that, and I'm sure that uh, we're not the only ones kind of catching on to that, right? But uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, Speaking of uh, good eating, uh, recently I was in New York and Philadelphia, and I'm going to touch base a little bit about a, a restaurant review. So, Blossom Takeout in New York City, spectacular. Yeah. Go. Yeah, so good, so good. And one of the things that I that I find that when I'm doing any sort of traveling, especially on a plane, is that you want to pack something to take with you to the airport, Definitely. right? So dealing, I find just dealing with airports and and airlines and things like that a pain. So if you can always bring something, it makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got great bowls, uh, different types of sandwiches, obviously things along those lines. It honestly reminds me a lot of Urban Herbivore. So it, it kind of falls into that range in terms of like re- fairly reasonably priced and just kind of easy takeout with bowls and wraps and things like that. So oh, this makes me so hungry. Oh yeah. my God. Seitan Philly cheesesteak. That yeah. looks phenomenal. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was looking up right now as well too. So I think at some point in time in the not too distant future, I'm going to be trying to make a, a vegan Philly cheesesteak. Oh my God. Just sounds like fun to try. And make. you can use these new vegan cheeses that are coming Exactly. <laughs> Way to sell that. I like that. And then the other place that I ate at when I was in New York is a place called, uh, uh, is it V-Spot? No. Yes, it is V-Spot. It is V-Spot. And what I had was the Bendeja Peza, which is a Colombian dish. So I would highly recommend that as well, too. And I've said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. The one thing that I find that the States does better than Canada is just Latino food in general. So, like, Mexican food. Yeah, that makes sense. I find it's, like, more. there's, like, more of it, and they just, for whatever reason, they do it better. Now, that being said, some of the Mexican places that I have heard that are quite good in Toronto. I haven't officially tried as of yet, but I just feel like it's more 
in more quantity. Let's well, say. Well, I just and feel like the population is. Well, just that's more just absolutely, there, absolutely, so. it, and it makes it makes perfect sense, right? There's a lot more um, of a of a larger Mexican population in the U.S. So yeah, that's yeah, that's going to happen, general, right? Absolutely, yeah. for sure, right? So I would strongly recommend that as well, too, especially if you have a hankering for Latino food in general, and you happen to be vegetarian or vegan, try it out for sure. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with our events? Oh. Do I have the events pulled up here? I thought I did. Maybe I don't. Let's see if we can try to find them. What were the events that we were talking a little bit about earlier on, though, guys? Wasn't there the... So next week, so, we, yeah. or uh, the December 12th, yeah. which is next week, we have the Halton Peel uh, Veggie Social Potluck. Yeah. Um, if you want to uh, RSVP, there's the group. Um, you guys can join, and then you just email haltonpeel at veg.ca. Uh, to RSVP and so you can get the address and all that jazz and you can get more emails so if you're in the West End there's a bunch of us who are vegetarian and vegan who just want to want to make friends mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's also a couple of cool events going on on December the 17th on December the 17th there's the Toronto Vegan Flea at the Bistro, and it, it's basically it sounds like it's a flea market not really a market but it's more like a I don't want to call it a craft show but like a kind of Along those lines, no. yeah, that's great for like uh, like holiday. Absolutely, I'm Secret Santa's holiday gifts and all that jazz. I'm sure that's exactly why they're doing it. And then there's also the dinner social group meeting uh, downstairs at Vegetarian Haven on that day as well too. Maybe I'll come in because I I love this place. It's Vegetarian so Haven. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And you just had a good experience down there too, no? I did. Yeah, yeah. I was there for um, dinner yeah. a couple weeks ago, and it was absolutely delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, and so fulfilling, like. You leave and you're just like totally satisfied yeah. and happy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I also yeah. like that it's kind of like moodier lighting, so it can be kind of more an upscale kind of outing. Like if you like, you won't feel super weird if you're dressed kind of nicely to go in there. Yeah, it's really nice atmosphere in the evening. It's very calm and mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And the staff are super friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there many places like that? Because now that Grasslands is closed, like I'm so sad. But that's that was like a good date night mm-hmm. kind of place. What do you guys have any other suggestions for kind of more upscale? date night uh yeah downstairs would definitely be a good one yeah i I, I, like i agree with you it's kind of like a small intimate type of feel Mm -hmm. to it right which is nice porterhouse is more of a pub kind of place but i think in the earlier at the earlier hours it is quite a nice it's got the same sort of feel to it right yeah yeah Yeah. for sure i think those are good places as well too but i agree with you now that grasslands is kind of gone there, so there is a void to be filled. Yeah. And at some point in time, it's going to be filled. Yeah. If anyone is thinking of opening a vegan restaurant that could be a great date night, I will go there. You should open it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, boy. All right. Let's see if we can wrap this up. So we do have some, actually, two things to talk about. One, we have our holiday and bake sale on the 19th. Yes. Right, holiday sale and bake sale. Yeah, sorry, I did not say that. Right, you phrased it much more eloquently than I did. So, holiday sale and bake sale on the nineteenth. That's what two weeks from now. Yes, and yeah, I th- well, it's I think it's regular hours that we're doing. So Extended. one to four. It's actually one it to is? five. It is one to five now yeah. for sure. Okay, so cool. So one to five. I'm going to be in here at twelve thirty setting up, which is code for eating all of the baked goods. And we'll make sure that there are some leftovers for everybody else. I'm, I'm totally kidding on that one, by the way, guys. But there's uh, lots of cookbooks on sale yeah. if you want to get, um, you want to gift a membership to someone that you love who also loves animals. It's a great gift idea. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's good. I believe that uh, we are also going to be open on the, the following Wednesday, which is the 23rd. So, if you need to pick up anything kind of last minute, you're one of those. 
you can come in on the Wednesday the 23rd. And then we're going to basically be closed from December the 26th through January the 5th, and then we'll reopen on January the 6th. So I think the 26th and the 2nd are the Saturdays, I think. And then so we're closed on those, either the 2nd or the 1st, I forget which ones. Anyways, we're closed on those two days. And then one of those Wednesdays is also closed, but we'll be back open on January the 6th. So that's about it. Anything else that you guys want to add, or should we uh, veg on out? I think the board of directors are also going to be here. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. On the for the holiday sale and bake sale. Yeah. Nice. So if you wanted to meet them and just find out more about what TVA does, if you're not familiar with it, you could come in on that day to meet people and you know talk a little bit as well. So it's a great day to just come yeah. in if you're looking for something to do like social. We're also doing a vegetarian food drive. So if you want to bring your oh, yeah. non-perishable vegetarian food items for the food bank such as pastas, sauces, canned beans, peanut butter, rice, you should probably do that and come join us and have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a fun day for sure. All right. Veg out.